Jesus Christ is coming. At any moment, we may find ourselves in eternity. In the next to the last book of the Bible, we are given principles that will help us live in the last days. Join Scott Pauley now as we study the book of Jude together. We are engaged today in spiritual warfare, and this warfare is not just for us, it's for the souls of men and women and boys and girls. And oh, how we want the Lord to conquer, how we desire for the army of the living God, the church of Christ, to keep advancing against the gates of hell. That's what the book of Jude is all about. It's not about uh, sitting around holding the fort. No, friend, it's about taking more ground. Contending for the faith is about taking our great God into an ungodly world. We've been talking about that from these powerful verses, Jude 22 and 23, where the Bible says, And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, We've learned already that there are three great things that we must have if we're going to take God to an ungodly world. Number one, we must have love. We must have the love of God in our souls. Is the love of God in you today? Did you ever notice in the book of Jude how many times the little word beloved is used? It's all through the book, beloved. As a matter of fact, you can mark them in verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you. Uh, It's found again in verse number 17. But beloved... Remember ye the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in verse 21, or excuse me, verse 20, uh, the Bible says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. In verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God. This constant emphasis on the love of God. Who is the beloved one? That's the one who's experienced the love of God. Uh, do you have the love of God in you today? The Bible says we're accepted in the beloved. Uh, who's the beloved? That's the Lord Jesus. Remember the Father saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. So you've been accepted in the Beloved. You're recipients of the love of God. You're partakers of an amazing fellowship in the family of God. And now it's your job to show this love to lost people. So the first key element, if we're going to take God to an ungodly world, is love. The second is truth. Uh, we, We live in a day of false doctrine on every hand. We must be committed to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the simplicity of Scripture and the sufficiency of it. And we must say, by God's grace, we're just going to give the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. And then we learned the last time we studied that we must also have hatred. And what is the hatred? We must hate even the garment spotted by the flesh. The idea here is there must be holiness in our witness. This would do away with a lot of the foolishness that's being done today in the name of Jesus Christ. And so much of what is called evangelism, uh, that instead of calling people out of the world is simply making the church more like the world. No, we must have a hatred for anything that does not truly lead people to a holy God. But there's one more element I want to give you. So often I have read Jude and I have found that verse 22 and 23 were all about reaching out to others and I've disconnected those verses from the closing verses of the book. Notice he continues in verse 24, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Could I add this? 
If we're going to take God to an ungodly world, we not only need love and truth and hatred, we need faith. In other words, we need to actually believe that God is with us, that God is going to protect us, provide for us, and yes, God is going to use us to get the gospel out and bring sinners to Christ. That in the end, the Lord is going to get glory. All eyes really are not on souls. All eyes are on God. I'll tell you, if you just start looking at people, you'll get so everlasting frustrated, even with sinners, that you'll get disgusted with them. Uh, after a while, you can't do it for them. You have to keep doing it for Him because it must be done in His power and it must be done for His glory. Do you remember when we started this study uh, back in verse number 2? The Bible says that the Lord wanted mercy and peace and love to be multiplied. Well, may I say the mercy and peace and love is not only to be multiplied in you, the mercy, peace, and love is to be multiplied in other people. The Lord wants His message to go everywhere. He wants every person to come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants the whole earth to be filled with the glory of the Lord. So as you and I are engaged in getting the gospel out and getting sinners in, by faith we're a part of the greatest work in the whole world. And we just believe that the Lord's able. The Lord's able to save as a person that travels all the time, ministering to people, speaking in different places, I've come back to this truth again and again. I am not able, but God is able. God is able to keep me, and God is able to save them. The Word of God and the Gospel that works in one place works in every place. The Lord is able. We must simply go in faith. I wonder, when was the last time you truly believed that God would use you to take God to an ungodly world? When was the last time you actually believed the Lord to use you to see some sinner brought to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Look, let's be honest. We're not going to save the whole world. God didn't call you to save the world. God called you to preach the gospel to the world and to see souls, individual souls saved. Everybody's not going to believe. Even the book of Jude is proof that some people are going to reject the truth. They're going to go in the other direction. Everybody you talk to is not going to believe and be saved, but someone will. And I wonder... Not just are you going to heaven, who are you taking to heaven with you? Many, many years ago, there was a young man uh, who was, I believe, in his early 20s at the time that came to faith in Christ. He'd been quite a sinful young man and had been prayed for and witnessed to. And finally, he came to the end of himself and found a true forgiveness and joy in Jesus Christ. Uh, just about a month after his conversion, he grew deathly ill and he died. On his deathbed, he said a number of things to his pastor that were quite stirring, but one of the final things that he said to his pastor at the end of his very short journey of life, he said this, he said, Pastor, I'm not afraid to die. Jesus is saving me. I love even the way he said that. Not just he has saved me, he is saving me. Oh, friend, he's going to be with you all the way to the very end. Aren't you glad for that? But the young man's one dying regret was this. He said, Jesus is saving me, but, and here was his question, must I go empty-handed. He meant by that he had had such a short time to live for Christ uh, that he had not yet seen his family saved. His friends had not yet come to faith in Jesus Christ. He did not feel he had had enough opportunity to bring others with him to heaven. His pastor would later tell that story after the young man's death. And a, a fellow by the name of Charles Luther heard the story. And the question just stuck in his mind. He sat down one day and wrote these amazing words must I go and empty-handed? Must I meet my Savior so? 
Not one soul with which to greet him must I empty-handed go. I would say that young man did bring souls to heaven because that very song has stirred the heart of so many. He's still reaping the benefits and the fruit of it now. God is using him even after his death. But I want to ask you that question today. Not just are you going. If you've trusted Jesus, Jesus has saved you. And He is saving you. And He will save you. All the way to the throne of God. But will you go empty-handed? Who will point to you someday and say, That man brought me to Jesus. That woman told me about saving faith in Jesus Christ. Friend, if we want them to believe, then we must believe that God will use us. And that truly there's power in the gospel. And that we can take God to an ungodly world. May the Lord help us to love Him and souls, to give the truth, to hate sin, and to believe that God is greater than this wicked world we live in. May the Lord use us to bring some to Jesus Christ. On the edge of eternity, what matters most is knowing Christ and living for Him. For more information and additional Bible studies, visit us online at scottpauley.org. Thank you for enjoying the journey with us as we travel through the Word of God.